On today's episode of the podcast, I am pretty much at my guest date. I have arrived at 40 weeks-ish of pregnancy and I'm sharing the very, very intense physical, emotional, mental, spiritual journey that the final weeks of pregnancy actually is. So this is just a big update from my heart to yours. Mothers deserve the absolute best. So this Mother's Day, spoil the moms in your life with little luxuries from Osea. Osea's skin and body care is the perfect way to remind all the moms, mother figures, caregivers, grandmothers, and mother-in-laws in your life to make time for themselves. If you have been looking for the perfect gift, I recommend Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. I've been using it for years and it seems like every single time I apply it, I get compliments on my skin. This body oil is rich, but it's never greasy and it's clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. Your skin will feel more sculpted and toned and you'll be left feeling silky, soft and glowing. Another favorite of mine is the Undaria Collagen Body Lotion. Ever since I've been using collagen, I have noticed a difference in my skin. In fact, it's never been better. Using Osea's body oil and lotion together is a mega moisture duo, giving you a full body glow. Osea's products are infused with their signature Andaria seaweed, but it's also clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Really just a perfect gift for yourself, the moms in your life, and even the planet. Spoil the moms in your life with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. Let's jump in. All right, all right. Hello, dear friends, dear community. Welcome to a brand new episode of From the Heart with Rachel Brayton. This is a, a weird pinnacle of an episode for me to record. I am pretty much in my 40th week of pregnancy. As you're listening to this, I'm like a day or two away from um, from my guest date of what 40 weeks gestation, you know, actually is, which as you know, if you know me and you listen to this pod, I believe means absolutely nothing. And, you know, I don't, I don't like the word due date. I, yeah, I prefer to use the word guest date. Basically what it means is I'm really super fucking pregnant. <laughs> and I was just, oh, I was just sitting down this morning thinking about how, how wild, truly wild this time is. The last weeks, last days of pregnancy really is, it's like entering some sort of luminal matrix of some sort. I don't know. I feel like the days are just kind of blending together and there's something almost outer-worldly about this time. It's, it's a little bit like having a psychedelic experience, except not at all <laughs> for, for anyone who's, who's ever experienced or enjoyed um, a psychedelic experience. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's, it's wild. Physically, it's bizarre. It's so intense. It's so, so intense. Emotionally, it is just the wildest ride. 
mentally, it's really overwhelming. You know, spiritually, it's so deep. It runs so deep, this part of this journey. And I feel both very, very blessed and just so grateful that I get to be here experiencing this the way I am right now. And at the same time, it's really, really hard, you know, really, really, really hard. And it's just, yeah, <laughs> I don't even know if I can put words to it. I can always, always put words to everything. Who am I kidding? But um, yeah, it's a wild ride. So um, maybe I give you a little update. So I have left social media for a little bit. Um, I don't know for how long. I've just kind of put my phone away entirely and it feels really, really good. I mean, I know I've, sh I've shared this on the pod already, but I have had for a long time this knowing that end of pregnancy, I, I don't want to be connected to, to technology. I don't want to be on screens and if I can avoid it, you know. So I had this, just this urge to take a longer break from social media so I can really go deeper inside of myself and go deeper inward. And it's been really good so far. And it's also been like, I, I miss it, <laughs> which, which is kind of, it's, it's rare for me. Normally I have this ambivalent relationship with, with Instagram and there's something about sharing all the little ins and outs of, you know, like, how am I doing today and what's going on? And, and then hearing that resonance from other people and other women and other pregnant women I don't know. I, I really, I miss that, that connection, you know, that feeling of, of being in community, even though I'm, you know, alone <laughs> at the farm every day. But at the same time, I feel an immediate deeper sense of calm. I have no, you know, it takes about a, it takes a day, I think. It doesn't take a long time at all. The moment you turn your phone off, everything just settles like all the anxiety and stressors and complicated feelings and the disconnect and the numbness and everything that comes with being super present on whatever social media platform is your thing, which for me always is a little bit of an undercurrent of unease. Whenever I'm, you know, whenever I'm scrolling on Instagram, there's no, <laughs> there's no, what's the word? Like there's no deep sense of, of presence there. You know, it's really stealing something from me rather than giving me something. Yes, there's lots of inspiration to be found and motivation and connection and those things are beautiful. But I think it's really hard for most of us to find that balance between, between that and then just getting lost in the scrolling and getting pulled in. And it's easy to forget that these devices and these apps are literally designed to keep us there for as long as possible. And it's absolutely so, so, so challenging to set boundaries around that and to, and to put, put everything away, you know. So for me, oftentimes, even on days when I'm like, okay, I don't want to, I don't want to be here with my phone. I want to, yeah, want to be without and then I reach for my phone to share something. Oftentimes that one little share ends up with me doing all the things, you know, then I go in my inbox and then I go here and then I go here and then I scroll and then I check my DMs and then I answer comments and then 
all of a sudden, you know, time has passed and I'm just, I'm just staring at my phone. And then I end up doing this little dance where I put my phone down and I pick it up and I put it down and I pick it up and I do that all day. And I know it's not strange. I mean, everybody lives this way now. Um, but for me, it always comes along with a, if I compare it to, to not doing that, which is really hard. We have to have the experience of not to be able to actually compare, right? But it takes about, yeah, it takes about a day to wind down away from the internets. <laughs> and I just immediately, like the next day I have a deeper night's sleep, like right away you know, because I have no phone in my face in the late afternoon, evening, end of the day. I immediately have a deeper night's sleep. Normally in the morning, like sometime early in the morning, I check all my stuff, right? Like how we do when we wake up. It's not the first thing I do, but it's one of the first things I do. And to not have that, it's like the first couple of days I still go to the phone and I'm like, wait, there's nothing, nothing to do here. <laughs> like I've deleted the Instagram app. I don't have it on my phone. Mm. Yeah, I pick up the phone. I'm like, what am I doing? Hmm. And then my brain goes, maybe you should check your email. And I'm like, well, like I'm, I'm kind of, I'm out of office. <laughs> there's nothing, there's nothing for me in my inbox right now. I'm 40 fucking weeks pregnant. <laughs> like, what is there in my inbox? And then, hmm, what else can I do? Maybe I check my messages, my like WhatsApp which is how I communicate with like friends and family. But, you know, like, do I need to do that at 7.30 in the morning? Nah. <laughs> but it takes a little while to kind of deprogram that and to really soften away from that. But that immediate benefit, you know, of just feeling a, a deeper sense of calm and deeper sense of connection and just a grounding that happens right away. I mean, that happens within a day. It's really quick. And I do find that really comforting, you know, to know that if we aren't feeling good, <laughs> surrounded by all of this technology, if we're not, um, yeah, if it's stressing us out, which it is for a lot of us, a lot of the time, it doesn't take a long time to come back home, you know, it really doesn't. And I think turning off the Wi-Fi sometimes I know this is like a big controversial thing. I don't know why it is. There's, there is a difference. Turning off your Wi-Fi, same thing as like, like turning off a light and lighting a candle. Like there's a difference there in energy. Sleeping in a completely wired up house or sleeping in a tent in the woods, like there is a difference there. We feel that. And I think something as simple as just turning off the Wi-Fi and lowering the lights and, you know, kind of... <laughs> coming back to the natural vibration of the earth versus all the electronics and Bluetooth and radiation and just frequencies that we're surrounded by all the time. It changes something. It really does. But we have to try it to feel it. Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I'm faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where ritual comes in. 
They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Take two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption and you'll get nine key nutrients. Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. So yeah, so that's been my kind of first week just off social media. And I don't know how long I'll be away. As I said, like I do, I really, really miss that just sharing of the little daily updates and then the connections that I get make through that. I think once a week I'll check in with like a little photo just to let people know <laughs> that I'm still pregnant, <laughs> okay. which I am expecting to be for like probably another two weeks or so. My family has, everyone has little guesses. So my goddaughter said last week, she was like, <laughs> So she calls me. <laughs> okay, so my goddaughter is my best friend Olivia's daughter. Um, her name is Hedda. And my name, so Rachel in Swedish is actually Rakel. Um, that's my birth name. It's R-A-K-E-L. That's what's in my passport. You know, it's like my, yeah, it's my given name. But I changed it to Rachel when I, when I was really young. I was like 10 or 12 uh, because my dad always called me Rach, always called me Rachel. We traveled a lot. We always spoke English and I just loved, I just loved Rach and Rachel. So yeah, I was really young. I think I was maybe 10 um, when I decided I wanted to spell my name and I wanted to have it be a C-H instead of a K, but I never changed it legally. I just, yeah. And then I moved away when I, you know, was a teenager and Rachel feels more like me a lot of the time than um, spelling it with a K. But anyway, in Swedish, um, it's Raquel. In Spanish, it's Raquel. In French, it's Rachel. You know, it's like a little bit pronounced differently in different languages. But my goddaughter, she can't say, or she never could say Raquel. So she calls me Draken. <laughs> and Draken means the dragon. <laughs> which is so funny. Like she literally like, that's my name. Like I am not Rachel. I am the dragon, you know, for her. Like she's so fantastic. She's so amazing. And, um, and I always smile whenever she calls me that because there's a story from when I was really little, like super, like I think low, below like one, like just tiny in a, in a stroller. And my mom was out taking me for a walk in the town where, where I was born and as she's like crossing the street or somewhere in the street in the little city, this guy walks up, this kind of like drunken, 
uh, I don't know if he was like a displaced person or if he was just like a drunk guy in the middle of the day, but this kind of, yeah, older, like drunken, like man comes up <laughs> and he's like slobbering and he's like not, you know, speaking very clearly, like he's just super wasted. And he walks up to my mom and me in the stroller and he goes, oh my God, this is the most gorgeous fucking baby I've ever seen in my whole fucking life. And my mom was like, oh, thank you, you know. And he's like, what did you name such a gorgeous little angel? And she goes, uh, her name is her name is Rockel. And the guy goes, Rockel? <laughs> Dragon? <laughs> That's the most fucked up shit I've ever heard. Who the fuck names their kid Dragon? And he got super pissed, muttering to himself, like all appalled <laughs> that my mother would... <laughs> would name me dragon <laughs> and then he like stumbles away like muttering to himself super pissed off <laughs> so when I was little after that encounter that was one of my nicknames they would call me little dragon <laughs> which is really cute um and I'm also I'm a dragon in the Chinese astrology I'm, I'm a dragon so anyway the fact that my little goddaughter calls me dragon I find very 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 adorable but so she said the other day, she just randomly turns to her mom and she's like, dragon's going to have her baby on Monday. And Olivia was like, really? She's like, yeah. And also before anyone knew I was pregnant, she and Olivia was pregnant. She turned to Olivia and she was like, dragon also has a baby in her belly. And Olivia was like, what? <laughs> you know. So since she's already called that intuitively, I do take it quite seriously that she said the baby's going to come on Monday because I feel like she knows, like she has, she has the intuition. Physically though, I'm not feeling like baby's going to be here in, in two days, in a couple days. No, no. But it would be kind of cool if Hedda called both the pregnancy and the, the arrival of this child. That would be really, really beautiful. My dad thinks he's going to arrive on Sunday. So, I mean, just for dates, I think Sunday is June 4th. Yeah, this coming Sunday now. Because that was my great-grandmother's birthday. And he's like, I just have a feeling, you know, he would arrive on that day. But I, I'm like, I'm like still in that space of we're going for 43 weeks here. <laughs> okay. I'm still in that expectation of just, this is going to be a long, long pregnancy. I have no attachment to the guest date, you know, which is June 6th. So it's this coming Tuesday. I have no, it's not like I'm going to wake up on that Tuesday and go, oh, today is the day. No, you know, 4% of babies come on their guest date. So it's not, it's not at all where I am. But physically, um, just to kind of share a lot of a lot has shifted um, lately in my in my body, which is yeah, which happened really, really intensely actually. So I've had this this pubic bone pain. I feel like I've been nagging about it. It's been excruciating for almost the entire pregnancy. I think it started like month four or five or something. Yeah, four. I think halfway. And with Leia, it started in the very final weeks. I had this kind of pubic symphysis pain, like right at the center of the pubic bone. But this has been going on for months and months and it's, it's, it's been so bad. The feeling is truly as if someone is pouring acid into my skeleton. Like that's the feeling. It's so horrible. 
And it's worse on the left side for some reason. It's not like right down the center, but it hurts more on the left side. And it hurts most when I lie down. So it's not like one of those things I get relief if I just get off my feet or if I, you know, lie down and relax. It actually gets much worse when I'm lying down. And then I've had other aches and pains that are really bad when I'm standing up and when I'm sitting. So it's been this joyful little cocktail of just aches and really intense pain, you know, for months, for a long, yeah, like more than half this this pregnancy, which I'm just used to now. And I feel like I'm doing a really good job at not complaining about it. It's just part of my, it's just part of life, right? But particularly that pubic bone pain on the left side has been... Yeah, it's been one of the worst, one of the worst symptoms, I think, or one of the worst aches. And then a couple nights ago, just late at night, I, I don't know if I was getting off the couch, I was doing something and all of a sudden I stand up and something's different. Like, I don't know what exactly it is, like what exactly has shifted, but all of a sudden that pubic bone pain is gone, like it's completely gone not there at all. And that's really interesting, having had that pain almost constantly um, for months and months, and it's just gone. And I'm like, whoa, what what just happened? But it's been replaced by this feeling. It feels like he's lower now. Like it always felt like he was really low. I feel like my belly is, my belly is like swinging down by my knees. Like it's a really low belly. He's been low for a long time. I think his head has been just you know, fixed for a really long time. And I was wondering if maybe he had like a little tilt of the head or he had a positioning that was just grinding on my pelvis or on my pubic bone. And that's what was causing that pain. Like, I don't know, but now it feels like he's lower and it's like, (laughs) it's like he's going to fall out of my vagina at any moment. Like that's the feeling. He's so low, the pressure downward is unreal. Like it's so intense. And it comes with this radiating pain (laughs) that goes down, shooting, radiating pain. Anytime I lift a leg. So it doesn't, I feel no pain if I'm standing still. I feel no pain if I'm sitting down, but walking like, or, or standing up after having been seated, just shifting my pelvis in any direction, like lifting a foot, it, it it takes my breath away. Like I can't, like I actually have to catch my breath. <laughs> it's, it's so intense. And this means that, you know, after any moment of sitting down or lying down, getting back on my feet and starting to, to move, it's, 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 I mean, it's ridiculous. Like my brother came to the house yesterday and I got up from sitting at the kitchen, just at my little kitchen chair to turn on, a, to put on some tea. I mean, it's five steps, like from kitchen table to the counter where the kettle is. And, and I just have to, I have to hold on. I have to hold on to the kitchen table. I have to, almost like I need crutches. Like I have to completely try to take as much weight away from my pelvis and from my legs as I can. And it's just like one excruciating step at a time. It hurts so much. And he just looks at me. He's like, are you, are you joking right now? Is this are you doing like a bit or something? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, what do you mean? What? He's like, does it hurt? It's, is it that bad? I'm like, dude, 
yeah, like this, I'm not joking. Like, are you, are you kidding? It's so bad. Like he's like, but you, you literally can't walk. I'm like, mm, yeah, I literally, I have arrived now at blissful, <laughs> blissful time of literally not being able to walk. <laughs> and this, it's like new, new fun stage of pregnancy. It is really, truly so bad. But it's also like, it's worse in the evenings. Mornings are okay. And I just, I, I can't complain. I mean, I can't, of course I can't complain, but I, I'm not in my daily life because there's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do. The only solution to any of my aches and pains or issues or whatever was going on is to birth this baby. Like, that's it. I know, like that's literally, the only remedy is to give birth and there's nothing I can do to bring that about any quicker than I already am. You know, there's nothing I can shift or change to, to, yeah, to, to make this happen sooner. And I also don't want to, I don't want to rush. I am not doing the thing I did when I was pregnant with Leia, where I was so influenced by all the medical personnel telling me that she had to come as soon as possible before she would get too big. The later you wait, the more risky it is to have a baby, just complete bullshit. It's safer to be medically induced and to be pumped full of drugs than it is to wait for your baby to cue a spontaneous birth. Just lies, just complete lies. And just a really smart way to start an intervention that will eventually lead to many, many, many interventions. And it's not what I'm doing at all. So that feeling of stress and pressure to like rush baby along, I am not doing that. Not even in any way. And even things that, you know, people call like natural ways to induce, you know, you should eat tons of spicy food and have lots of sex and walk stairs and go for really long walks. And what else do they say? Um, to eat pineapple. And I mean, there are so many of those like little tales and things that they say actually, actually work. I don't think any of them actually work. And I think I really don't. It's really cool if you look into the science of, I mean, there's still a lot of unknown, like people like don't really exactly know the intricate details of how labor initiates, you know, really. But what they do know is that it's the baby. It's not mom all of a sudden or mom's body um, all of a sudden going, okay, now we go. It's baby. Um, it's initiated from baby. And it's actually the baby producing this kind of protein that comes from the baby's lungs that is pumped out into mom's system, like through the placenta. And it's it's like oxytocin being produced, but it's not being produced just by mom. It's initiated by this protein that's created inside of baby and then sent to mom's brain. And then from her brain, from mom's brain, um, it initiates the production of this pumping out of this oxytocin that starts and begins, you know, real, real labor when it's time. And I find that so unbelievably amazing and beautiful and fascinating and so sacred that it is not... It's not society deciding, now this is too long, this is too short, this is, you know, baby decides. It's not convenience, it's not, you know, the body reaching or reaching a certain day of pregnancy or reaching a certain state of pregnancy. 
It literally is the intelligence of this spirit growing inside of our wombs that at a certain point on their own decides now. And when you really hold that, you really think about that, I mean, that there's something so powerful and sacred and beautiful about that, that as tiny little babies, we choose our own time if we get the chance to, you know, if we're not medically removed from our, our mother's wombs at a time that wasn't decided by us. And I just think about that, if you think of it from this big macro level of humanity and, and nature and biology, that the fact that, that babies choose their own moment, I mean, that there's no coincidence there. There's something so purposeful and faded about that. And I bet there's so much involved into that choice, that initiation, everything from, of course, like emotional circumstance and how is mom doing and how is this timing and how is, like, it's not just this physical thing of, oh, I have reached this many grams now. Like now I'm this big. Now I'm this developed. Now I am physically ready to face the world. Like, no, I think it's deeply spiritual, ancestral, like, ah, yeah, I, I really, I really love <laughs> knowing this. And knowing this means I have no interest in rushing him along. Like, I don't want to eat a bunch of spicy foods and pretend that I know better than this baby or that I know better than God. I know better than nature. Like, somehow, yeah, like, somehow it's more convenient now, please. Or even, you know, it's getting really hard for me now. Of course, like, birthing at 40 weeks is <laughs> is easier than birthing at 43. Yeah. Every day that goes by at the very end of pregnancy is so hard. It does not get easier day by day. It's so hard. <laughs> you know, it's hard to wait. It's hard to anticipate. It's physically so hard. It's so heavy. It's, you know, it's a ride. It really is a ride. <laughs> and as I said this now, baby just, I don't know if that was a knee or what it was. He just pushed this big push through the through my belly and it completely tilted the the microphone he really is so alive and so vibrant in there and I really feel like he's listening you know am I stressed out am I putting pressure you know can I just allow myself to be here and to be in this experience and to flow with the things that come and the things that go like can I it's it is this big it's walking through fire man I mean it really really is so yeah physically I have that fun pain going but actually all in all like once I'm able to find a comfortable way like place to be at night I can sleep and and um I wake up a couple times a night, usually to turn around, and that's like a little bit of an ordeal. But as soon as I have that comfortable place again, um, I fall asleep right away, and I and I sleep deeply. So most of the time when I wake up in the morning, even though I've been up a lot, or maybe I go up to pee a couple times, I still feel rested. I still feel, yeah. I think I really, I think I am getting actually quality sleep, and probably more now since I don't have my phone you know, in my face at all. So yeah, that's my body, I think. Oh yeah, my feet are crazy swollen. Holy moly. 
<laughs> I mean, it's really normal and, you know, it's supposed to be that way, but it's, it's a bit of a trip. And, and yeah, every single day, you know, I'm, I wake up in the morning and I get Dennis and Leah ready, or actually Dennis, Dennis, Dennis is on a journey. I feel like I need to have him on a, on the podcast. He, this man, he's on a health journey. And if you know him, like if you've, you know, met him through the podcast, you know, that is not his thing at all. Like he's the reluctant, the reluctant, he's very, very reluctant to change cares a lot about movements and moving his body and Ironman and long distance bike rides and stuff like that, but actually health or diet or the man has never once in his life on his own taken a supplement. Like it would never occur to him ever, even if it's, if he's sick or if he's feeling low or if he's feeling like, no, you know, the way I am where I'm like, Hmm, like what, what does my body need? Like what herb is good today or what, like he has no interest and all of a sudden he does. So that's really, really, it's really wonderful. It's really fun. Um, I feel like he has lots of energy these days. I feel like he's really ready for birth where a couple of months ago I felt like he was kind of tired and a little low. Um, and now, yeah, he's, he's, he's really, really excited about this baby and about this labor and about this birth. And I feel like we are, such a good team right now. Really, I feel so supported by him in every way. But so we wake up in the morning and now obviously like he's cooking all the meals, which is also has never happened in our relationship. Like he cooks dinner every night. It's, it's brand new, brand new. With Leia, I was not this in this much pain. You know, I did not have an end of pregnancy where I was completely incapable or unable. But now literally I... If I drop something on the floor, it stays there. <laughs> you know, um, the dog needs a dogs need a walk. It's not going to be me standing up for too long. Like even standing up for too long by the stove just to cook dinner, it's my belly starts to just tighten and becomes really, really crampy and stays that way. And I just have to go sit down immediately. Like I literally can't do the things I normally do. And it's been so wonderful to see him just step up and step into step into those roles really effortlessly and. Yeah. So in the morning, you know, we get Leah ready for, for school. Usually means like I have this pregnancy, we call it the pregnancy chair. It's like a fluffy, very soft armchair that I put in the, in the kitchen around the kitchen table instead of the regular like wooden chairs we have, because it just hurts too much to sit on those. And then from there I can do Leah's hair and, you know, talk to her about her morning and make sure that she's eating. And, but it's really, different. You know, she has a very different version of her mom than she normally does. And I think it's hard for her. I mean, I know it's hard for her. The other day she, we were lying on the couch and, you know, normally I would spoon her or really hold her super close. And she can, she can't really sit on my lap right now. This belly's too big. Everything is hard. You know, it's hard to find a comfortable place. And we were trying to get comfortable on the couch and then couldn't. And then I had to ask her to like move and it just wasn't working. And all of a sudden she got so upset. She's like, oh, I don't want you to be pregnant anymore. I want this baby to come out. I, there's no place for me here. And she said it like in the context of sitting on the couch, but it landed in me as like, there's no place for me here. Like she feels like, 
You know, is this baby going to take up this much emotional, mental, physical space in the family and the house? I mean, what is it going to be like to all of a sudden be four, to have a little brother? There must be so much just moving around in her little heart and her little little head. And then she just cried and then I cried and I was just holding her and like, I know, I know, I know. Like mommy also doesn't want to be pregnant anymore. He's coming so soon. You know, it's so hard. It really is so hard. And soon I will run with you again and play hide and seek with you again and play tag and, you know, carry you again. It's been so long since I was able to carry her and really hold her, you know. It is such a shift um, when it comes to our other babies. So, yeah, that's kind of the changes in the family. So when they leave in the morning, they go to school. I uh, pack my little basket normally, and I waddle down very, very slowly. <laughs> and I get to walk barefoot all day in the grass, which is so grounding and beautiful. I waddle down to the lake, and I take all my clothes off and I dip in the lake. And sometimes I swim a little bit. It's still it's still really cold. I was hoping it would be warmer by now, but it's still not really cold, but it's 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 cold. it's like 14 degrees Celsius. Like what is that? It's 50 something Fahrenheit maybe. I don't know. Maybe 60 Fahrenheit. I don't know. So it's not like you want to stay in the lake. It's 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 pretty, you know, you take a dip, you dip a few times, dip your head. Sometimes I'll hold on to the dock or hold on to the little ladder at the dock and I just float for a little while just to be weightless. But it gets too cold fairly quickly. So it's like, you don't want to be in for too long. And then I come up and I drink my tea. I sit in ceremony with my tea and, you know, holding my hands to my belly and I talk to him. (laughs) and tell him how excited I am to hold him and that we're so ready to to have him here in the family on the outside and sometimes just yeah just being there in that communication it feels so yeah I I think it's really important that we talk to our babies in the womb you know that it's not just this state of Yeah, like it's not just like we're pregnant and that's it. Like to really remember that there's already a personality in there. There's already a relationship here. There's already a a spirit, a being, a human. It's so wild. And I think having that communication going um, is also going to be helpful for birth. You know, to know that it's something that we're doing together. It's not just me birthing him. Um, or him coming out of me, it's like, it's a, it's a journey and it's us. And then I like to roll out my mat and this looks so funny. I almost should film it just so I have it because, you know, sitting down is like, it's a, it's a long, it, it takes a while, you know, just to get to the floor. And then if I'm seated, I always start seated when I'm practicing. I just, I stretch and I, do the few poses that feel really good that I feel like I really need. Um, from seated position, I can roll onto hands and knees fairly gracefully still. <laughs> I feel very proud of that. And uh, 
and then pressing back to a down dog. I mean, it is like a joke. It's so, it's funny. It must look hilarious. I, I haven't seen it. Obviously I have to like film it a little bit because the weight of the belly is so heavy in the front. I almost can't lift my butt up in the air and everything is tight. Everything is achy, you know, back of the legs just hurts. It's just, just that one post that for me used to be as easy as breathing is now, you know, it's, 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 it's an ordeal. (laughs) And I bet it looks really funny, like me getting into a down dog. It's, ah, and I can still laugh at it. Like I miss my body. I miss having freedom in my body. I sometimes can just close my eyes and envision, you know, the feeling of being out for a run, even though I hate running. (laughs) Everyone knows I hate running. That feeling of being out for a run where you're just, you're just running. You're just moving freely. You're not, you don't have to think about anything. You just move your body. I, I crave that. I deeply crave that, that freedom of just, oh, yeah, I'm excited to eventually have, I feel that freedom in my body anymore. Uh, again, I mean, not anymore, but it's, uh, I have never in my whole life been this heavy and slow and in this much pain and been this unable to do just basic, basic stuff. And somehow it's also totally fine. Like it's okay. You know, it's really is. I have accepted it completely 100%. Like it's just is, this is what this pregnancy is. And it's also purposeful and there's a little miracle about to, about to come through. So it's all, it's all good, you know, but it's a trip. It's a trip. It's such a trip. So yeah. So then I do my yoga, like I swim, (laughs) drink tea, do my yoga. And before that I have had food. Oh my God. I have to eat right away. Something I'll eat like a smoothie or some yogurt, or I have this thing I love. I'm really loving it. I, I eat cottage cheese. I don't know why this is so delicious now. I haven't had cottage cheese in a long time, but it's really high protein and it's like a good, I, I feel good eating it. So I get this organic cottage cheese and then I grate a whole apple, just grated, put it in a bowl, put it with the cottage cheese. I chop up dates from the freezer, just in little pieces, like frozen, like kind of like, you know, the cold and gooey dates. And then I put so much cinnamon. I just cover everything in cinnamon and then I, I mix it all up and I, and I eat it. It's so good. It's like one of my favorite morning, morning things to have. So delicious. Or I'll just like boil an egg and have an egg with some full fat yogurt or yeah, I just, I eat something. I try to eat something protein forward and like fat forward in the morning to really just satiate me because I'm really hungry when I wake up. And then I do all these things and I plunge and I drink tea and I do my yoga. (laughs) And it's so, it's so, it's so beautiful. Like I really feel so blessed that I have this time, that I can be completely off, that I, that I did take time away from social media, that I did, you know, slow, stop everything. And I remember being pregnant the first time around every day, all throughout, even all the way until I gave birth, I was busy. I was busy every day. I had classes, I had projects, I had meetings, I had commitments, I had big things that needed to be figured out and fires to put out and 
you know, staff and just crazy, crazy stuff. So every day was, it was less of, okay, what do I, like, how am I feeling? What do I need? How slow can I go? Like, that's kind of how I'm moving now. Like, how can I, <laughs> how can I do less? <laughs> and then that time, you know, with, with Leah, it was just a completely different kind of energy. And then all of it was enveloped in this bit of feeling like I have to hurry this pregnancy along. And that's stressful. Like, that is really stressful. Not feeling like there is divine timing feeling like it's kind of up to me and I can control it. And if I just do this thing, then she'll come. You know, if I just get labor started, then I won't have to be at the hospital. If I just, if I just, like that was really, really hard. And this time around, I have none of that. I just have this big wide open space of opening, openness, relaxation, softness. And... I, I don't know if I've ever been more grateful for anything ever, really. And we also have, we also have, we have lots of construction going on at the house. It's not done. <laughs> Somehow I am still relaxed about it. I don't know how I can still be relaxed about it, but I really, I've had one day of feeling stressed and it was like two days ago, I woke up in the morning and it's another day of you know, bathroom renovations still ongoing. They've said for for about a week now, today's the last day. And then something happens and it's not done. It's like, we'll be back tomorrow. And then it's like, today's the last day. And then we'll be back tomorrow. Today's the last day. It just never ends. Like little things that went wrong, little things that were missing. Um, the exhaust fan wasn't installed, like for, was forgotten about. And then the countertop for the sink was the wrong size. Uh, it's just like ugh, things and it's all overcomable. Like it's all fine. <laughs> but two days ago, so we have that. And then we have this ventilation system being installed on the top floor, which has been very similar. Like, yeah, we just got to do this. It's gonna, it's just four hours today. And then they're there all day. And then like, we'll be back tomorrow and then something else and then something else. And they've just been here for so long. And at the same time, we're building a porch. So these are the three things happening. It's no four things. Yeah. Bathroom, ventilation, upstairs, port. And the porch I feel is really fine because they're outside. They're super quiet. They're really polite. They're so fast. They're almost, almost done. And there hasn't been any delay or anything. Nothing's gone wrong. They're just, it's just a big project that they're completing as fast as they can. Like there's nothing there I need to worry about. And then we have the garden, which is also a, a project. But inside the house two days ago. And I'm like, okay, there's carpenters here. There's electricians here. There's plumbers here. They're putting in like, you know, the tub and the sink and connecting everything. And it's a mess. It's such a mess. Like the whole upstairs of the house, you know, we have these like floor protector contractor things, like this paper taped all over the, the top floor of the house so that they don't ruin the floor or anything. And it's just so dirty and there's dust everywhere. And boxes and tools and so many people in a really small space every morning when I wake up and I'm so happy they are there because I need them to finish this and it's going to be amazing when it's finished and I'm the one who initiated this I have no one to blame like this is just it but two days ago I woke up and I'm just like I need I need everybody out of here like I need <laughs> I need I told Dennis I'm like you need to you need to kick everybody out and he's like I can't I can't do that 
if we kick everybody out, we're going to have three unfinished things that is going to bother you like crazy. You won't be able to use this bathroom. The bathroom is like 98% done. Like, don't you want to be able to use it? And, you know, having a bathroom upstairs with a newborn baby, it's a really important thing. Like, we need a bathroom here. And I'm like, oh, I just need them gone. Like, please, please. He's like, okay, let's go down to the lake. Like, let's go sit in the lake house. <laughs> let's take a dip, you know, calm down, take a breath. And uh, I don't know how long I can, yeah. My friend asked me yesterday, she was like, so what's your cutoff date? Like, if, if they never end, if this is project never ending, do you have an ETA? Like, do you have a deadline where you go, okay, everybody out? doesn't matter that it's not done. You got to get out. And I'm like, no, it's going to be fine. I don't need it. Today's the last day. <laughs> and then, yes, that was yesterday. And then, of course not. No, today, again, like everybody's here again. Everybody's doing their best. But it's like, I mean, this is what, this is what it is. <laughs> and it's also making me feel like because there's no quiet at the house, because there's no privacy, like this baby is not going to come right now. Like, I really, I really feel that it's, um, it's not until everything is calm and quiet. Like, I feel like then he's going to be like starting to think about it, kind of, you know, contemplating. Hmm. Okay. Things feel a little quieter now. Things feel a little bit more ready now. That's the feeling I have anyway. But of course I could also go into very spontaneous, intense labor with uh, a whole house full of construction workers around. Like that's a possibility. <laughs> And if that happens, so, so be it, you know? So yeah, that is my uh, status update for uh, 40 weeks-ish of pregnancy. It feels like a big deal to share this on the podcast now because I'm not sharing anywhere else. So there's nowhere else anyone will know if, have I had a baby or not? Like it's really, everything is, is here, you know? But everything is good. Like everything is beautiful. Everything is wonderful. Yeah, emotionally intense. But every day that passes, I feel more and more ready to birth this baby. And to birth this baby at home. I'm just so, 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 so excited to to hold him. <laughs> and I know every mom and dad listening to this knows this feeling really intimately and really well. So thank you so much for listening. I don't think the baby's coming in the next week. So I think next week's pod, I'll be here giving you another big update. Hopefully, if I get to like dream a little bit now, I record next week's podcast and I get to share that everything is complete at the house. Everything is clean. Everything is peaceful and quiet. And that everything is just on the outside, completely ready. And hopefully that is reflected on my inside, you know, feeling really ready too. So yeah, that's me. Thank you so much for being here. I love you. I appreciate you. Thanks for coming to the pod <laughs> and sticking with me for this journey. Soon pregnancy updates will be, uh, <laughs> will be traded for newborn time updates, which is going to be a whole other psychedelic kind of journey. We all know. So uh, yeah, I'm ready for that too. Have a beautiful weekend and a beautiful rest of the week and I'll see you soon. 
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoy the show, make sure you listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes of From the Heart with Rachel Brayton. This was a presentation of Cadence 13 Studio, and I'll see you next week.